0: this is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favorite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. And welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex, on the decks. This week, I'm going to be taking a look at an artist who's been an object of fascination and adoration for many, many years. Despite being killed in a tragic accident aged just 22, Aaliyah had been creating impactful music for over six years, and so she left behind a legacy that artists would work a lifetime to try and come somewhere close to. Drake said that Aaliyah was the artist who has had the single biggest impact on his music. And Missy Elliott recently reflected on how the singer continued to inspire generations every day. As well as a huge amount of respect and adoration towards her music, Aaliyah was also linked to scandal after it was revealed that she was an early victim of Bar Kelly and married him illegally when she was just 15 years old. I'll touch a bit on that and how she was always kind of ahead of her age and also how she achieved so much in such a short period of time and what it was that she embraced to leave behind what she did. It feels maybe quite poignant that I've been working on this episode for a while and then the also very sad news of DMX passing came and people were sharing photos of Aaliyah and DMX together again saying, they're together again. I feel like almost a sense of responsibility with this episode that I don't normally feel quite the same. I always feel a sense of responsibility because you always want to tell someone's story well, but there's something about Aaliyah where you just feel like her legacy needs to be protected. So I hope you enjoy this and you feel a little bit closer to who she is and why she's so special. This is A Lesson in Legacy by Aaliyah. Ladies, Ladies gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the decks. It's fire. We're going, we on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. On the 16th of January, 1979, little Aaliyah Dana Horton was born in Brooklyn to Dana and Michael. They must have been optimistic about her potential from the get-go, as her name means noble or sublime in Arabic. She was a proper drama kid when she was younger. She loved being on the stage and she particularly loved musical theatre. She was naturally just really hardworking and she had that focus in her eyes that made people take her seriously. I read in Michelle Obama's book about how Michelle was obsessed with trying and doing her absolute best as a child and Aaliyah was the exact same way. Since age six, she was performing in shows and by nine, she was confident and ready for auditions. Her parents supported her ambitions and her first opportunity to get some of the spotlight came via the show Star Search. My mother and I never missed Star Search. We watched it every week and I always wanted to be on it. So we heard there was an open audition and I went and they liked me. And they gave me a private audition, and uh, they wanted me to do the show. So she appeared on that show quite young. Uh, She didn't win the show. Now, a lot of young people losing something they so desperately wanted to win on a platform that big would have been humiliated and maybe run a thousand miles from the experience. You know, that kind of lights down. Oh, no, you didn't win. Um, But not Aaliyah. She only became more determined to practice, practice, practice. Because if at first she don't succeed... (laughs) I can't emphasize enough how incredibly powerful this response is to losing or rejection. You just dust off your shoulder and go again. That refusal to let it be real to you, it can allow so many people to succeed against the odds. If you heard the episode I did on Destiny's Child, you'll know Beyonce had a very similar experience and a similar response to a show that she was on when she was about that age Looking at those two young superstars, when you see kind of footage of them, they're actually very similar and reminiscent of each other. Both incredibly focused, incredibly sweet and warm, absolutely love performing, and both just very beautiful as well. <laughs> Aaliyah signed her first record deal, age 12, while studying at a performing arts school in Detroit. She signed to a family label. Her family weren't like big dogs in the music industry at all, but they were creative people and they had enough of an understanding in what she needed to do and who it might be good for her to meet. The family member who signed her was her uncle. He introduced her to someone he believed would help her build her platform. And before I go on to say, I'm not going to explore it in too much detail because it's, it's actually very speculated and there isn't really a lot known. But her uncle was the person who was wrapped up in the controversy surrounding why a lot of Aaliyah's music wasn't on streaming platforms for a long time. But it is, most of it is now available on Spotify and stuff. But it was believed to be her uncle that was uh, holding the cards back on that one and, and keeping her music kind of locked away. Anyway, as I said, he introduced her to someone who he thought would help her build her platform and that person was R. Kelly. Um, Already a household name at that time and already a creep as it turns out, but his creepiness was at that point not really known. R. Kelly and Aaliyah both had very soulful magical abilities musically and creatively their union was a great match. Kelly produced and co-wrote much of Aaliyah's first album when she was 13 and 14, with the album being released when she was 14. The album was called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number and it launched Aaliyah into the mainstream. It sold 74,000 copies in its first week and ultimately sold over 3 million copies in the US alone and went twice platform, which is pretty impressive for a debut album, particularly when she was really kind of focused working with a small group of people. So I don't want to talk too much about R. Kelly because... Aaliyah did so much after it. So I actually don't think it's that important in her career. He was really just an early person that she had the opportunity to work with. But I do think that what happened between them does highlight the importance that we need to protect young female talent, particularly when they're working with, you know, she spent a lot of time alone in the studio with this person who very much went on to prove that he was not reliable. And the fact that they actually called the album Age Ain't Nothing But A Number when she was really not even like early to mid-teens, it's hiding in plain sight. Fortunately, people found out about their illegal marriage and obviously kind of split the pair and blocked R. Kelly. And luckily for Aaliyah, she was protected enough and had enough around her for her to escape him. Because obviously, as we know, other girls who didn't have the same guarding around them as Aaliyah uh, were not so fortunate. Anyway. In terms of her musical and where she went on. So she sounded magical and people knew that immediately as soon as they heard that album. But I think beyond that, she developed a look and a mystique for herself really early. It was the sunglasses, the kind of androgynous style, which is both like bang on trend, but sort of always on trend. She was just so cool. And then the music was really soft and sensual. She thought about everything none of it was accidental. I saw a couple of video clips of her where you could tell that she crafted even little nuances of her dance and swagger in private, knowing that this was an important part of your power as a performer and as an always-on performer. In 1996, Aaliyah left Jive Records, which was the first label that she'd worked with, and she signed to Atlantic Records for her follow-up album. Aaliyah got into the studio with two people who know a thing or two about legacy, At that stage, they were just working together as a production duo, and they were Missy Elliott and Timberland. They welcomed Aaliyah, um, and it gets me really excited just talking about it, like thinking about those three musical, brilliant minds in a room together before any of them had really created what came. The funny thing is that at that stage, Aaliyah had heard a single that or a sort of production demo that Missy and Timberland had worked on. And she liked it. She didn't think the track was for her, but she liked the production. And that's what she sort of then wanted to get in a room with them. But Missy and Timberland hadn't really released any of their celebrated works. So they were actually quite intimidated to work with Aaliyah because she'd already had quite a big album and they hadn't had that kind of publicity. They were bubbling. But obviously, we know what came next. We did a record called Sugar and Spice that Timberland and another young man took into Atlantic Records. They liked the sound. And it was something different they had never heard before. So they said, you know, let's let's put y'all in the studio with Aaliyah. And we was excited. I got to thank her because she heard the specialists in us. Right. So obviously they smashed it and they released the follow-up album, Aaliyah's second album, One in a Million, in 1996, with the lead single being If Your Girl Only Knew, very smooth, and One in a Million. And also Hot Like Fire was, this, was another track that performed well from the album. The album went to number 11 and it had a huge impact culturally. Not one to rest, really, ever. Aaliyah was working simultaneously on another creative venture, starring in the movie Romeo Must Die. She didn't want to just be in the movie. She also wanted to be involved in the soundtrack. And so she linked up with Timberland to create the soundtrack, which would give Aaliyah her first number one single. That single was Try Again. And it's really stood the test of time, as with most of her discography. It's really just quite timeless. In 2001, her third album was released. At just 22, she was going from strength to strength as an artist, taking her natural flair and creativity and increasingly delivering catchy and special kind of pop soul songs. By the release of her third album, she was known globally as a superstar, and this third album debuted at number two on the Billboard charts. So you can see that rung she climbed with each release over her seven-year release period. She'd been recording the album over a year's period, working with multiple producers, and alternating it with her hectic filming and promotion schedule. It included the single Rock the Boat, which she flew out to the Bahamas to film the music video for. Unfortunately, that trip was the last the world saw of Aaliyah. She was tragically killed in a plane crash alongside 10 others just one month after the release of that album, which reached number two. The single which marked Aaliyah in my core and in my heart was released posthumously, and it went to number one uh, in the US and the UK, and it stayed there for a number of weeks, and that song was More than a woman, and I'll talk a little bit at the end just about why I think that song is so special. Uh, That time was a trying time. Um, It's more of a lot of prayers and a lot of people, you know, just supporting. Mm -hmm. And you know, because it's not, it's not just, not just the loss of the physical, but it's the feeling. Like she was music, and that's a part of me. She became we like it's like transforming. You connect. So what? What what happened to you during that period? Um, just wasn't motivated to do anything. Yeah. Just like everybody I think will go, but not that the I'm gonna you know, wanna right, kill myself. Right. But um just no motivation, didn't believe in myself. That was Timberland there talking about his reaction to Aaliyah's death and how it took him away from music. So I said this was gonna be an episode about legacy. In terms of artists that have credited Aaliyah as being one of their greatest inspirations, as well as Missy and Timberland and Drake, there's also Adele, The Weeknd, Sierra, Beyonce, Chris Brown, J. Cole, Rihanna, Arctic Monkeys, Normani, Hayley Williams, and many others who have all credited Aaliyah as being a huge inspiration for them. I think that's one of the biggest legacies that you can leave is to inspire other people For me, I think the reason why I love More Than A Woman and a lot of her other songs as well, Try Again, I would definitely agree with them, is she had this incredible storytelling ability. Like she could could communicate thoughts and emotion in a way that was so mature and so sort of in a way that Beyonce does actually. It's both inspiring and also really polished and also really real. It's kind of, she sort of thinks and communicates how you think and communicate on a really good day. So like for me, more than a woman, that's how I feel whenever I care about someone. That feeling that you're going to be more than you could possibly be for them to to give them the absolute best of yourself. Not that many men can handle it, but it is that. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Aaliyah's music. There's a purity in the intention of it, as well as a kind of wink. Like there's a wink in all of it. But it's a it's a good heart with a wink. So what are some lessons from Aaliyah? Well, firstly, work with the best, and the best is defined by you. She worked with Missy Elliott and Timbaland, and that is a magic combination of artists that came together. Another lesson is to leave a legacy, you need to obsess your art and who you are as an artist. Aaliyah wasn't just a singer, she was a she was a whole identity and She crafted that, she worked on it, she thought about it. She was CEO and the creative director and the songwriter of all of that. She was actually, character wise, said to be very, very kind, very humble. But also a complete home birth. She wasn't a party girl. Um, She was actually engaged to a guy called Damon Dash, who was that very big in the music scene. He was out and about, but Aaliyah wasn't. She would occasionally go out, but generally she just liked to work and create. And that was what she was all about. And I think that's what gave her this kind of angel persona because, in a lot of ways, she was quite simple. She just loved her art, she just loved music. And you heard Timberland talking about it earlier. There was like a meeting of souls when they were in a room together because. That was everything to her. Delivering those sounds was was really what it was all about. She was a year older than Keats when she died. And it's strange and sad how these incredibly talented, remarkable artists leave the world so soon. But it's also just insanely impressive what they leave behind. Aaliyah, there is no way to thank you for your music and what you gave to the world the tragedy that you couldn't have given all the rest that was in you is kind of overcome by what you did give and what you did leave behind, which millions of people are still enjoying every day, 20 years later. Thank you, Aaliyah. What up, Lex? We get Lex on the We keep our eyes on the prizes, no surprise, good women, we destined to rise. Yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting, some hot girls, with you another know the vibe. Yeah. All the hot girls come alive. All the hot, hot girls, you know the, all the, all, the all the hot girls come alive. All the hot girls, you know the Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen